What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today is Friday, March 19th, 2021, and we have a lot of things to break down today about the Chicago Bears. It's a very upsetting week in Chicago Bears history. It's a very upsetting week for this franchise. It is a very upsetting week for the future of this team. It's something that I didn't think I'd be having to make a video about today, um, or just in general for the next year or so. I'm, I'm, I'm shook. I'm confused. I don't understand, but I'm going to try to break it down the best way I can and talk about everything that's been going on this week. Um, first off, I just want to give a shout out to Mitchell Trubisky, Money Mitch, the guy we all know and love, the UNC Tar Heel Blue, the Chicago Bear. We love him. We will always worship him. I will at least, you know, he was given a, a shitty hand. You know, the, the, the hand he was dealt was Matt Nagy being his offensive coordinator and his play caller. Um, he was set up to fail through that because Matt Nagy never wanted the coaching from the beginning. Um, Mr. Trubisky just got an amazing opportunity. He just signed with the Buffalo Bills. He's going to be working under Josh Allen for a one-year deal. I'm so happy for him. Um, I mean, I just think the system they run in Buffalo makes the most sense for Mitchell Trubisky's development. I think, you know, you could say, oh, well, he's 20-something years old now. Um, that makes no sense. And, and, it, and that, is, that is fair. That is fair. But under Sean McDermott, um, and, and under, and under Josh Allen, you know, you kind of get that sense to where Mitchell Trubisky does fit in that scheme. Now they did go out on a limb and say this is not, this is not a long-term solution for Mitchell Trubisky. This is kind of like a pit stop. This is something that they're pretty sure Mitchell Trubisky isn't going to be there long-term. I mean, they're, they're obviously focused on Josh Allen, who I said at the beginning of the season was going to be an MVP candidate. And he was, he has all the tools there. Same as Mitch, except he has more, you know, he has more of an arm. He has more of a cannon and, and pure strength and athleticism. Um, but I'm really excited for Mitch to grow under them. And we're going to see what happens with that. You know, in a year from now, Big Ben could retire. He could go to the Steelers. Juju just re-signed for a one-year, $8 million deal. Apparently, he turned down offers from the Ravens and the Chiefs, which is insane to me. Excuse me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. And, you know, I wish Mitch nothing but the best. He deserves the best. I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, but that's not the worst news that we have. I have to say thank you to, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. But now I'm saying thank you to Kyle Fuller. Um, the Chicago Bears released Kyle Fuller yesterday, and, you know, it, it's not confirmed yet, but it looks like Akeem Hicks is going to be dealt as well, and and that's really sad. That's really sad. Akeem Hicks uh, requested, he didn't request a trade, but he requested to go look for offers for a trade, um, to go look for trading partners, and the Bears were, and the Bears uh, approved that. They said, all right, that's fine. Go look for someone you want to play for, and we'll talk about it, and that's honestly one of the saddest parts about this video today is because not only are we losing Kyle Fuller, we're also losing Akeem Hicks most likely. And and you just you just hate to see it because it makes zero sense in the world right now. Like there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, I I knew that, you know, Kyle Fuller and and Akeem Hicks were going to eventually leave this team. They were both on one-year deals, so it is what it is. It frees up cap space. But just the way it went down, it just feels like the atmosphere is just so toxic right now in Hallis Hall. And, and the locker room itself, just probably, there's no trust. Now, there is good news. Um, Allen Robinson apparently accepted his franchise tag signing and will be a part of the 2021 Bears. Um, you know, there was rumors, me and Kevin Lopko were talking about it the other day, that, you know, with, you know, the, the franchise tag he might sit out or might request or might wait to get traded or extended. It is what it is. Um, but, yeah, that's that's honestly what it looks like right now. So, to break it down, before we get into it and dive right into it, let's talk about the good and the bad so far. Um, the good, you know, there isn't that many. 
We have Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle. Um, we're gonna get into that. I have more. I have more of a positive out attitude and outlook on it now. I'm um, being more optimistic, thinking about it now that I really did get a chance to sit down and look at all the cards on the table. Um, Pat O'Donnell, Cairo Santos, you know Mario Edwards Jr. or Senior, whichever I forget. Um, pardon me on that, but um, yeah, I mean it. It just it just hasn't been great. It hasn't been great. You know, we lost Robert Harris. We lost you know. Probably Mitchell, or not probably. We lost probably Cordell Patterson, um, Cordell Patterson and Mitchell Trubisky, and you lose Kyle Fuller, Akeem Hicks. You almost lost Khalil Mack in a Russell Wilson trade, um, which we're gonna get into that in a little bit too. But you know, there's there's been a lot of bad. There's been a lot of bad, and there's nothing I can really say to to make up for that. I mean, it's it's really disappointing. Um, there are a few good things that are going on right now. The Bears apparently just offered Kenny Galladay a pretty interesting deal that I don't think he can refuse just based off of how much money Juju made. Um, according to Brad Briggs, the Bears have offered Kenny Galladay a one-year deal worth up to 11 to $12 million. If he signs that, you could actually keep Allen Robinson too. This is according to the Windy City Productions. Um, the Bears would probably have a top three receiving core in the NFL with A-Rob, Galladay, and Mooney. Um, yeah, you love to hear that. You love to hear all of that. Brad Briggs is usually pretty decent. Um, you know, sometimes he misses on certain predictions or certain, you know, theories that he's hearing around the league, but for the most part, it's pretty reliable. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would love Kenny Galladay. You, if you watched my podcast sometime in January about what I wanted, I wanted Matthew Stafford and, uh, Kenny Galladay and, and, and a better offensive line. But, you know, obviously we didn't get Matthew Stafford. I'm happy we didn't get him for as much as he went for all those firsts. And, and Jared Goff, um, we, w- we wouldn't have been able to match that. But um, it's one of those things where I just really don't know about any of it. I don't know about what's going to happen with Kenny. I-, I hope we get him. It's possible. We'll find out within the next week um, what happens with Kenny Galladay. I'm really hopeful on it. Because here's my thing. Here's my thing, and here's my thinking that's going on throughout the Chicago Bears organization right now. Um, my thinking is, you know, we're, we've been a defensive team our entire, our entire franchise, our entire history. We've always been a defensive first team, and that has only gotten us one Super Bowl. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. Um, there is no doubt in my mind that, you know, I love my top defenses. I love having teams that I could be proud of and say they're a defensive juggernaut. But honestly, in this day and age, that's just not it anymore. It's not going to win you a championship 100%. You look at the Tampa Bay Bucks, why they made it as far as they did. Why could they beat the Green Bay Packers? Because you have, you know, Chris Godwin, uh, Mike Evans. You have Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Um, not Le'Veon Bell, pardon me. Um, they got a few others as well. And, and it's just an all-around, it just makes the most sense to me to why you would want to add Kenny Galladay because obviously the, the, the defense is aging and, and you have Andy Dalton, um, who is exciting, yes. Um, but you need more than that. You need more than that going into it. You need more, you know, looking forward. And, and it just it's just very disappointing to see that happening you know just with Kyle Fuller and all that it's just really disappointing and there's nothing else much I could say about it really um you just wish him the best and just hope you know Kyle Fuller I'm gonna put it out there right now and say I think Kyle Fuller is going to the Packers there is no doubt in my mind he will be signing with Green Bay in a very short period of time I already know Adrian Amos is probably already on the phone um trying to get that into the works but you know we really we really don't know 
And it, it's going to suck. It's going to suck if that happens, but it is what it is at the end of the day, and we just need to understand that. Um, you love Kyle Fuller. You love everything he's brought to the table, but it's just, it's just you know, it's just, it's just not for us right now. It's just not for us. And I think the best situation possible is just grabbing an offensive juggernaut because we're not going to be going into this, this, this next season with a top 10 defense. It's just not going to happen, especially if Akeem Hicks is gone. And and you got to think about it too. It, it we lost a lot of this defense. We lost a lot of this defense without even realizing it. Because even though Eddie Goldman may be coming back, and we all are really excited about seeing Eddie back and getting him back on the team, um, he's been gone for a year. So so he's gonna have you know a little rough start, or maybe even he opts out again. We don't know what's gonna happen with COVID. God forbid it gets worse. Um, but we're we're being optimistic right now and hoping that it's not, and that you know everyone's vaccinated and it just continues to get better. But um. You know, we really don't know what we have in Eddie Goldman anymore. Danny Trevathan is another year older. Robert Quinn is another year older. Buster Screen is gone, so we have a lot to address at the, at the cornerback nickel position. Um, Kyle Fuller is gone, so we have a lot to address at the cornerback position. We have literally just Jalen Johnson and Duke Shelley. Um, you know, and then you got guys like Khalil Mack who are very frustrated. You have guys like Travis Gibson who didn't get like barely any playing time last year, so he's not going to be of any use right off the bat. Um, I thought he could be, but, you know, obviously, you know, Chuck Pagano had other thoughts on that. But um, you got Akeem Hicks potentially being gone and, and moving on for a trade. It's just it's just not looking good. Tashawn Gibson is gone. Um, you have you only have one safety out there in Eddie Jackson, who also seems frustrated right now on Twitter. I'll pull up what he said in a little bit. But um, Eddie Jackson had a lot of remarks about all that. But it, it's just and, and then Sean Desai, who's an unproven, you know, first year head coach for the, uh, a defensive team. Now, not head coach, but defensive coordinator, I should say. Um, it's really frustrating. It really is. Eddie Jackson posted last night, I love the organization and I love my brothers. Um, and, and he also wrote, I seen who jumped ship. I call that 2021. It's up. to. It's up. Believe that. And, and you know, he seems very positive. He seems like... Um, you know, he's going to be trying this. But he also posted, you know... He's posted a few things, but it's just very questionable right now. Um, I'm curious to see what happens with him. I'm curious, you know, do we end up trading Eddie as well? What happens with that? You know, Kyle Fuller, I mean, two-time pro bowler, one-time all-pro cornerback. I mean, he's only like 29 years old. This man, he loved the city. He loved the team. I mean, he was one of our own. I mean, I remember the days when Martellus Bennett, like, had body slammed him um, as a rookie. And and you you're gonna miss him so much, and I I hate I would hate to see him and Alexander and Amos fuck us up and Savage for years to come um, in Green Bay. But I have a very strong feeling that that's exactly what's going to happen. Um, you know, and, and and to 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 jump on some more positive outlooks on it, we're gonna have this conversation. Me and Kevin were having a conversation. I'll be posting that podcast soon um, on our initial Andy Dalton reaction. Now here's my current Andy Dalton reaction. I like it. I like it under the constant uh, under the concept that you have to think of it not that we lost Russell Wilson, not that we lost Deshaun Watson or Sam Darnold. You think of it from just a standpoint of us trying to get a quarterback who knows the system we're running, um, and you saw that with Nick Foles and Matt and Matt Nagy. Now the issue with that is Matt Nagy was not the man he once was or the man that he claimed to be. 
The issue with Matt Nagy was he was doing his own thing, trying to run his own system, completely ignoring half of the players that are out on the field on the offense, ignoring David Montgomery, ignoring Cole Komet, ignoring Darnell Mooney until he proved him otherwise. Um, Jimmy Graham barely got any any looks in the red zone. I mean, it was just very frustrating. And, and having it in a mobile quarterback like Nick Foles, it's just not going to work like that. Now, here's the thing about Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton, if you didn't already know, um, worked with Bill Lazor, our offensive coordinator, who took over, I believe, in like week 12 or week 13. Um, and we actually went on that winning streak for a while and actually ended up 8-8, eight and eight, made the playoffs under Bill Lazor. Um, and and he, looked, he looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie about it. He looked pretty good as an offensive coordinator. The team mixed, mixed with him well. Um, they seem to really believe in him. Mitchell Trubisky even said it's the happiest he's been in a while because the, the team's actually listening to the things he wants to run. So I'm, I'm very interested with that. And Bill Lazor, if you didn't already know, um, Andy Dalton's career year in passing and all of that was under Bill Lazor as offensive coordinator in Cincinnati. They worked together with the Bengals. So I'm, I know we already did that with Nick Foles and Matt Nagy, but it's a very different scenario because, I mean, Nick Foles didn't really do anything with Matt Nagy. That was the point. Um, that was why it didn't really make any sense to me. I mean, yeah, you could you could make the argument, oh, well, they know each other and, and they know each other's system and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter if, you know, nothing really came of it. But with Andy Dalton, it's a little bit different of a scenario to where, you know, Andy Dalton had 4,000 plus yard years. Um, and if you look at the TD interception ratio, I mean, it, I wouldn't look at that as deep as you should um, for normal players because, you know, Cincinnati was a joke of an organization and they really only had A.J. Green um, and Joe Mixon for for a very brief period of time. They really didn't have any help uh, for Andy, not like like they're now doing with T. Higgins and, and others. Um, I believe A.J. Green also just signed to the Cardinals, if I'm not mistaken. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, we're going to be doing a whole free agency thing soon. Talking about it, where everybody's gone, the Patriots, big splash, and all that good stuff. Um, but right now, we're just talking about Andy Dalton. And I, and I think Andy Dalton, the red rifle, I think it could actually work. I really do think it could be more positive than negative. Um, there's a lot to, that goes into this, obviously. Um, you know, we're, we're all going to have to just get used to that and, and have conversations of, you know, are these guys going to be reliable? Are these guys going to be good enough for this? And, and we really don't know. We haven't really seen enough yet to make that conclusion. Um, but I'm very optimistic. I'm very excited. I can't wait to see what this season has to bring. And um, yeah, really, that's, that's, that's really it. I just think, here's, here's my honest opinion. Here's my honest take. And I know I'm kind of all over the place right now, and I really don't know what I'm talking about. It's because there's so much shit going on. It's fucked up. I mean, Ryan Pace deserves to be fired at the end of the year. Um, but I think it, it will be all right. I think we'll definitely be a top 10 offense. Now, here's, here's how that happens. Um, I know you're probably like, dude, what are you talking about? This team is ass. This team is dog water. That makes no sense. You know, we just lost this top defense. And that is very true. We really did. Um, and, that, and that sucks. I think, the, I think the defense will range anywhere from 15th to 20th. Um, we really don't know what we're going to get from them. It's, it's going to be really frustrating at times, I think. But at the end of the day, I think we could have a top 10 offense. I truly do. And I can explain why. Now, this all... This all depends on whether or not we get Kenny Galladay. Um, now, you look at Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. How did they make that big splash? How did they just change out of nowhere? It all started with Rob Gronkowski having a good second tight end and, and just stacking up the wide receiver core. And, that, and that's just the facts. And, and obviously, you know, having huge depth at the running back position, you know, McCoy and all of them and Fournette. 
um, it, it honestly it does go a long way, cause, especially because of injuries. Now, we have that. I think one of our biggest issues right now that I want to see happen is Cordell Patterson needs to be re-signed. Um, he, he's just the heart and soul right now, and we need that, especially with Akeem Hicks possibly being on the move. Um, but, you know, you hate to see all these negative things continue to happen, um, but I think that would be a good step in the right direction if you add Kenny Galladay. Because not only would you have, you know, Cole Komet in his second year getting a lot more looks under Bill Lazor, hopefully. Um, we really That's also the main thing, too. Matt Nagy, he either has to go back to his old ways of being completely fair and, and completely open to utilizing everyone on the roster, or he just needs to give up play calling in general. Now, you would look at a wide receiver core of Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, Darnell Mooney, Anthony Miller, Riley Ridley, um, I guess Javon wins, but, you know, no one really gives a shit. But, um... <laughs> But then you have Cole Komet in his second year, like I said. Jimmy Graham, who's a Hall of Fame tight end, you know. He's a great veteran, especially in the red zone. David Montgomery coming off an amazing year. Tariq Cohen coming back, um, hopefully fully healthy. And then you have Artavius Pierce, maybe Cordell Patterson, Andy Dalton under Bill Lazor. I think this offense could be actually really good. You have a great offensive line when healthy, especially if you add someone like Rashawn Slater or Alec or um, Alex Leatherwood, you know. And... National champion Alex Leatherwood, 6'6", over 300 pounds, um, and the man is just a, a juggernaut unit. And, and Rashawn Slater out of, out of uh, um, I'm sorry, Northwestern, yeah, I was going to say UNC, I don't know why, but um, out of Northwestern, that man can bench press. If you go watch his bench press so far for the, not the draft combine, but just like in recent videos, the man is insane. The man is a juggernaut. Um, the same with Alex Leatherwood from uh, Alabama. Now... Here's my thing. You also have Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, James Daniels, um, Cody, uh, Charles Leno Jr., who's actually a lot better when the offensive line is at its best. Um, he's definitely a Pro Bowl type of guy. He just needs, you know, the rest of everybody to just be at their best to be at his, if that makes any sense. Um, and I know it shouldn't be like that. A lot of guys are like, well, we kind of just wish you were at your best all the time. But some guys aren't just aren't like that. You see Robert Quinn. I mean, Robert Quinn isn't at his best unless everybody else is as well. Um, and that's just the facts. I mean, some guys are just like that. But, um, you know, we, we really do just hope for the best and hope that we can get these guys. Because, I mean, this offensive unit would be solid under that, especially if Andy Dalton can continue to perform. One of my main issues right now um, and one that I just don't even know how to like begin to have a conversation about is the Nick Foles, Andy Dalton situation. Now, Andy Dalton is definitely QB1. There's no doubt about it. But does Matt Nagy know that? And that's my biggest issue. Does Matt Nagy think, all right, we're going to have him come in as QB1, but Nick will be the QB again eventually. I really hope it's not that kind of case. I really hope, you know, we have this, we don't have to have this conversation sometime down the line. Um, cause there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, Andy Dalton is QB1 for at least the 2021 season. I don't know about any time after that. I don't care. Um, all I'm focused on right now is the 2021 season. But the Chicago Bears right now, Ryan Pace is an absolute joke. I'm sorry. Whether you get Ken, Kenny Galladay or not, um, the fact that Akeem Hicks, out of all people, one of the, big, the biggest heart and soul of this team, has, you know, asked if, it was, if it's possible for him to be looking for a trade. Um, that's, just, that's just so disrespectful. Um, from a front office standpoint, it's just, it's sad. It's sad. We shouldn't be in this scenario. We shouldn't be in this position right now. Um, but we are, and, and there's nothing we can do about it. And we just kind of have to suck it up and, and, and live with it. Um, 
but we shouldn't be here right now. I, I'm sure Khalil Mack feels some type of way as well. Me and Kevin were talking about it. Check out that podcast when I post it up. Um, I believe I'm going to post it this weekend um, sometime, probably Saturday. But it's it's just one of those things where, man, you reconstruct Cody Whitehair's contract. You reconstruct you know, Khalil Mack, Eddie Jackson's. And then how do you repay them? You dump Kyle Fuller. Give Akeem Hicks the go to to get moved on to another team. And then you pick up Andy Dalton instead of Russell Wilson. Now, here's why I'm not upset about Deshaun Watson. I'm not going to get into it. We're not going to talk about it. Um, we're not going to get deep into it because, you know, the allegations are out there. But, no, there is no proof yet. I'm not going to speak on it until there is facts. I need to see the facts. But apparently, three to nine women will be coming forward about a sexual assault charge. Um on Deshaun Watson, TMZ reported that. If you want that, I'll 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 put the link in there. Um, you know, you could always ask me about it, or you could look it up yourself. It's on TMZ. Look up Deshaun Watson. Um, it's everywhere right now. It's insane. So here's here's the here's the thing about it. Here's why I'm not upset. You know, whether it's true or not, we don't need that smoke right now. We don't need those problems. Um, those would be a lot of problems to be having just straight off the bat. Um. And, and, you know, if we trade four, five, six first-round picks for Deshaun Watson and a bunch of firsts, I mean, and then and then he ends up going to jail, God forbid, or, um, you know, it depends what happened with the situation. But, um, if he, I mean, like, if he did that, he did that. Like, I'm not going to defend it. But um, it, it, would just, it would just make the Bears look horrible. And we would literally get – we would be giving up Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks and all of that. Kyle Fuller probably – um, for for Deshaun Watson, and then he wouldn't. We wouldn't even get to use him, and and that would just be the most Chicago Bears thing to happen to us. And and I'm very happy that didn't happen. Now Seattle, if you didn't hear, Seattle actually rejected Khalil Mack, three to five. No, I believe it was three to five first round picks, um, a third round pick, Akeem Hicks, and somebody else. So Seattle is just a fuck shoot right now because I would take that in a heartbeat. You know, you then you could just sign Andy Dalton and figure it out, um, figure out your QB of the future later on. Um, it, it's just insane to me that that happened. But there's just so much to talk about. I'm sorry if this is a boring episode. I just I just don't even know what to say anymore. I, I really don't. This team is just a joke. Um, my my real only hope right now is a Kenny Galladay signing. Uh, I think we would be an offensive juggernaut if we get him and then an offensive lineman in the draft. But now in the draft, you have to focus on the defense as well. I think someone interesting to look at is Chaz Surratt out of UNC, an amazing linebacker who also played QB. So he's very, uh, he's very athletic um, in so many different ways. But, you know, th- there's many more reasons other than that to why you want Chaz Surratt. Chaz Surratt, you know, Danny Trevathan is, you know, hitting his last years. And, and it's just, it's just, we need someone on the line. We need someone to mesh with Roquan Smith. We need something better than this. Um and that's my honest take on it right now. I think, you know, you also need to address the cornerback situation because now we lost Kyle Fuller, Buster Screen, um, and many others as well. It's just really frustrating to see all this happening so fast. I mean, I did not see all of this coming. Um, Ryan Pace, if you don't acquire someone like a Kenny Galladay or, you know, a Zach Ertz or just something along those, even Zach Ertz I wouldn't want. But um, if you don't acquire someone like that, your your job is gone. I'm sorry, but you didn't promise. You didn't. Uh, you didn't. You didn't listen to what you said. You didn't even take your own advice when you said you're going to be the most aggressive you've ever been in free agency. You literally just cut everybody to make room for someone like Russell Wilson, and then came up with Andy Dalton and a special teams unit. 
And that that is just the most frustrating part. I understand that you know I love the red rifle. I'm I'm gonna probably get his jersey just just because I'm a fan and just because I love you know the Bears and and I always buy into whatever they're cooking up. But I can't buy into anything if you don't make a bigger move in free agency. If Andy Dalton is your biggest move, we're in trouble. Um, I like the Andy Dalton signing. I'm just saying. I just think if you look at the team we have right now, and if you're just going into that. By getting rid of Akeem Hicks, Kyle Fuller, and, and Cordell Patterson, and Mitchell Trubisky, and literally just re-signing a, a special teams unit, we're in a heap of trouble. We're, we're fucked beyond, beyond comprehension. I mean, there is no coming back from that. And, and, and we're going to be in a full-blown rebuild in, by 2022. I mean, that's just how I see it. Um, there's, there's no other way of looking at it right now. But yeah, so for me, guys, I mean... I'm not going to make this video too much longer. We're just going to be talking about it. We're going to have a conversation. Um, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what do you guys think about the trades? What do you think about, you know, Deshaun Watson and and Russell Wilson and Sam Darnold and all the QBs that we could have got? I am in on the red rifle um, for one of two reasons. Eddie Barstool, like I said, said it best. You know, he's either going to be the guy to uplift us or he's going to be the guy that tears it all down. And either way, you love that because you want a new regime. You want someone other than Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace. You want someone other than Ted Phillips um, and the McCaskies. I mean, it's just insane to me to think that, you know, we're just having this conversation year in and year out and Ted Phillips, just job, his job just remains safe. I mean, it shouldn't be the case. Um, but yeah, that's what I have for you guys today. Um, thank you guys for listening. Mitchell Trubisky, go Bills. Bills Mafia, baby. Um, so excited for it. But I hope he gets a chip. I hope he gets a Super Bowl championship before the Bears because it would just be right um, after everything they put him through. But thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. God bless. Peace out. Have a safe weekend. Have a happy, happy holiday. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy All that good stuff. Um, this is Mike Hughes. Peace out. Go Bears.